Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. This podcast is one of my race reports. I have done several now, including my report about my run across the Grand Canyon and back, the rim to rim to rim run. I did one on my 50K race up in Vermont, and I think that's it as of now, as of today's episode, which is about the Bay State Marathon, which is a marathon I have never run. This is my first time, and it is part of my training for an upcoming Ironman. And when I do a race report, uh, I want to do it with sore legs, with a sore body, with the experience fresh in my mind, so fresh that as I stand here, as I do when I do the podcast, I don't I don't sit very often. It's more uncomfortable than actually running a marathon. Sitting for three hours is truly more painful to me than running for three hours, as crazy as that sounds. So today, I'm going to give you a race report of that Bay State Marathon. It is two days ago, and as I have talked about, and as you have experienced that delayed onset muscle soreness, it's generally two days after you do something different or hard or both. And so, yeah, it's a perfect day. And still fresh in my mind, still fresh in my legs. And I have to start by saying I'm surprised, 
pleasantly surprised at how good I feel. I'm 52. I've done a lot of races and I feel really good. And you can too. And that goes to my three goals for all race reports for you. Okay. I bring you so many different things on Fitness Disrupted for reasons to bring you different information because there's not just one. I can't just bring you the science. Oh, I could. I could just bring you the science. It's really boring. And it's not just about the science. I could just bring you the motivation, but it's not just about that. I could just bring you the nutrition, but it's not just about that. It's about all of the above. And that's why when I started in this industry decades and decades ago, I said, yes, you know, most people focus on one thing. They're a nutritionist or they're a fitness person or psychologist. I said, I, I think I need, I know I need, and I will get experience and education in all three of those areas because it's crucial. If I'm truly to make a huge difference like I want to and to separate myself, I need the fitness, the exercise side, the nutrition side, and the motivation side. And so that goes to my three goals with a race report for you. First and foremost, to educate. I'm going to give you my experiment of one. And that's not to say that what I tell you and my methods are going to work for you, but I'm going to give you my techniques and you're going to learn from my successes and from my mistakes as well. And you're going to say, hey, I'm going to try that or hey, I don't want to try that or hey, that might work for me. But we learn from people who have been successful and we emulate them. I just talked about that recently on the podcast, how I lost 31 pounds and counting for this upcoming Ironman. And how did I do that? Many different ways, but studying those people who have done it and doing what they did, not making excuses, but also finding what works for me. And I've done it many times now. Number two, second goal is to empower you to challenge yourself, whatever that is. Most of you won't run a marathon or do an Ironman, and that is more than okay. But we need to get out of our comfort zone. I know you see it all the time on Instagram, on social media. It is so essential. I have an upcoming podcast, an interview with Michael Easter, who wrote a book called The Comfort Crisis. And uh, as I will tell him, and I don't want to give it away yet, it is an awesome book. It is amazing. And I'm so 100% aligned with it. And a huge part of it is that being comfortable is really not good if that's all that we, we didn't evolve to sit. We didn't evolve to not challenge ourselves. The, the stress response, the fight and flight systems we have are out of whack. Our nutrition is out of whack thanks to artificial sweeteners and all of that stuff. So the comfort crisis, what an amazing book. And I can't wait to interview him. And so, yes, my second goal is to empower you to get outside your comfort zone, whatever that is. And it can't be too far, as I will talk about with Michael. It should be super challenging, but you have to be successful. I'm going to talk about self-efficacy, as I often do. One of my favorite topics in psychology, situational confidence building and building that confidence over time by going outside your comfort zone and being successful. And yes, failing sometimes, but it is not failing. I really don't like the term. But for lack of a better word, to explain it right now, yes, missing, coming up short. But then you know what? You do it again. And then you're successful. 
And finally, hopefully, to entertain you. Because, yes, oftentimes my mistakes are your entertainment. And in my marathon books, in my triathlon books, and back when I coached people, I would say that I have made all the mistakes. So you don't have to now. Now, you're going to have trial and error on what works for you and doesn't work for you, but there are, there are mistakes. There's things you shouldn't do <laughs> that you learn and you learn from. You know, fool me once, fool me twice, right? So hopefully entertain you as well. All right. Quick break. When we come back and get it right into it, Bay State Marathon Race Report. Just did it two days ago. I have Ironman coming up in three weeks. Some of you who do race might say that's nuts. I'll explain to you why it's not. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, talking about the Bay State Marathon, just ran it two days ago. Legs are still sore, but not as sore as I would have expected. And by the way, yesterday, getting ahead of myself, but, you know, for most people who have done a marathon or two or four, yeah, you know, it's that's the goal. Well, that was not the goal for me. It was part of my goal. It was a B race, a C race, as they call it. It was part of my training. Okay, so yesterday, instead of taking the day off, as most people do, because they're super sore, I got in an hour bike ride. Indoors, low level, because I am still training. But when I decided to do this Ironman that has changed, by the way, I was supposed to do Ironman in Brazil, thanks to COVID, it got moved, and then it got moved again. Life happens. Do I complain about it? No. 
I hedged my bets the second time it got moved. And I said, is there another race? Oh my gosh, there's a race in, uh, in Florida on that very same day. Now, had to pay the race fee and they had not yet moved the Ironman in Brazil. But sure enough, I signed up for that race, which normally wouldn't be available, but thanks to COVID, the Florida one was. And sure enough, Brazil got moved again. And so now I can do Florida. But life happens, things move. It is never a linear route to our goals. And you have to be ready to pivot. And so I need smaller races because I don't necessarily want to go out and run 20 miles by myself. I do. But if I can avoid doing that and add some race day elements into it as well, that's hugely beneficial. So I did a handful of half marathons in preparation for this Ironman, and then I built this marathon in. Now, normally, I wouldn't have a marathon before an Ironman, but I have done a lot of races. I have, you know, significant base of training. And I did the ultra a couple weeks ago as well. You go, that's crazy. You're, you're going to be too tired. I'm gonna get, not going to get super deep into this, but what I have found over the years, and this is really important, when we are experiments of one and when you're listening to people who have experience, it changes over time and things get easier. And what I have found personally, and many of my friends who do the same thing will say the same, it's not the distance people, it's the speed. So in other words, I'm going to talk about how, yeah, most people would run 20 miles in preparation for an Ironman or a marathon. I did 26, but I went slower. I went slower. It was a training day. That's a huge part of this whole race report. I wanted something fun, another experience. I wanted to do it with people to make it more enjoyable. And by the way, there's aid stations, things built in. And so, yeah, I got a bunch of long runs in on my own, but I also found this perfect three-week-out marathon close enough by to build into the schedule as well. All right, now, I'm not even sure. I have to go back and count 70, 80 marathons. I mean, it depends if you count the Ironmans. I have a lot of races behind me. And every single one of them, people, is meaningful. Every single one builds even more self-efficacy, even more confidence. Every single one makes me fitter. And I am not as proud of what I have done or how fast I've done what I, uh, gone. What I am proud of is that I am injury-free. And a lot of my, a lot of the people I have raced with over the years can't say as much because they didn't have the balance and they didn't put ego aside. And some wanted to go fast, and that's fine. And, you know, I don't want to have knee issues, hip issues. I want to be injury-free, pain-free when I'm 100 doing everything I want to do. And you can if you follow the excessive moderation. As crazy as that sounds when you talk about doing a marathon and Ironmans, but it's true. When you balance and you do the strength training and the swimming and the biking and the running and you mix it up. And you go slow when you have to may sound insignificant. It is absolutely not. It's essential. All right. So one thing I want to talk about before I jump into the specifics of this race was, you know, there's those articles that you've read and you may ask if you're someone who competes, how frequently can you do a marathon races? There is 
absolutely no formula. And I've read over the years, you know, it's a week for every mile. So in other words, like you got to take 26 weeks off after doing a marathon before you do another. It's garbage. This is one thing they absolutely can't give you a hard and fast number for. Not even close. It's totally contingent on so many different things. Your fitness level, your biomechanics, your genetics, you know, your injury, everything. And I always throw in that, yes, I'm an experiment of one. I was also someone who had shin splints, couldn't run my entire childhood, ankle issues, everything. But when I got into the business, figured it out, did what I had to do, went slowly, built up slowly. My fastest marathon to date, won a small marathon two weeks after doing an Ironman. Now, going into that marathon, I had no idea. I said, this is either probably going to go really well or it's not. Well, it went really well. So if I had listened to someone say, you're crazy doing a marathon two weeks after an Ironman. Not, you know, it was up in the air. What would happen? What my body would do? What my body would give me? But those of you who have raced frequently, who know your body, that's what we focus on. What is my body going to give me that day? And you listen to your body. All right. So the whole how often can you do something? (laughs) There's too many factors. So don't listen to the quote unquote experts. Know your body and experiment and be smart. That's, That's where I'll leave it. All right. So as I said, this is a training day. As crazy as that sounds, and I know. But you can also build up from the kid on the bench. If I had listened to people and the coaches back then, wouldn't have scratched the surface of what I could accomplish and how I could feel and how healthy I could be. And I'm going to get into in a second, a guy I met. And so when you go, you know, anyone who thinks they've done a lot, there's always so many people who have done more and gone faster. So I'm not an outlier of sorts. There are many people and you can achieve so much more than you think you can. There's a huge part of fitness disrupted and a huge part of what I do is showing that to you. And part of that is my experiment of one. All right. So training day had to go slowly, had to constantly remind myself, but not that constantly because I've done this enough times. All right, so you have to leave ego aside as people are going past you. All right, let me get right into it, though. So this was challenging. First and foremost, it's family for me. Now, this is part of my job, racing, writing books, all this fitness stuff. Do I have to do it? No. But I want to do it, and it's part of my ability to show those of you who care that I'm not just someone talking about it or someone who has just studied it, but I'm doing it. So all the information, all the advice I give you, I put into practice myself, every single piece. Vast majority of fitness people can't say that. Okay, they're they're either the the person who does it, but, you know, if you actually saw what they did behind closed doors, not necessarily what they're telling you, or they are studying it, but have never really done it. I want to bring you a mix of the two, because that is the best information I have found. And those are the people I followed. And there's not many. All right. So family first, though. So kids, hockey, you know, I I had to go down to Jersey and I want to give in, get into, you know, the specifics of the logistics, but it was crazy. So I'm down in Jersey for a hockey tournament Friday night. 
And then I was going to trade off so I could see my kid play hockey and get into that, then trade off, jump in the car, drive up to Connecticut, jump on the train, because that's how it had to happen. Literally like trains and automobiles, planes, trains and automobiles, but no planes for this one. And figure out crazy logistics so I could be with the family and then pull this off. And so logistics, and I love that part. And I don't even plan everything out. Literally got off the train. I knew, you know, that hotel, but I wasn't sure if I was going to take another train or jump in Uber. That's part of the fun, the unknown, and building that confidence. Because a huge part of this, people, is the travel, the unknown, and it all coming together. And so family first, crazy, no excuses, driving three hours just to get back to Connecticut, getting on the train. Instead of driving, I could have driven. First, I couldn't. (laughs) Again, life got in the way and then it changed. Things change. But rather than spend three hours in the car, I'd spend it on the train, getting work done, reading in the book for the interview with Michael Easter on the comfort crisis. And so packed everything for Jersey and then everything for the race before controlled what I could, the clothing, the nutrition. And the nutrition... As I put on Instagram, I bring oatmeal and I bring a CarboForce powder. I control what I can because I'm going to be in a hotel and I don't know what I can get. Now, this world has changed. When I started doing this, whatever hotel you were in, that was the food you were going to get. There was no Uber Eats. There was no DoorDash. I remember doing Ironman Texas years ago and ending up at this hotel and asking what restaurants delivered to the hotel. And the front desk person said, well, of course, all of them you got Uber Eats. So that's different. But who knows? Who knows what's available? So you control as much as you can. And so I bring a baggie filled with, <laughs> so I get pulled out of airport lines all the time, every time, oatmeal and a carbo powder as well. Huge part of my carving up for this race. And again, the travel, the the things can and will go wrong with all of these things is part of the process. The race is just a part of all of it, but it's the planning, it's the travel, it's dealing with, you know, the family and the friends and the job and figuring it out. I've done it hundreds and hundreds of times now all around the world. All right, let's take a final break. And when we get back and get right into the specifics now of the race, starting with the night before, then the race itself, And just how it's about you, not about the time, not about the other people, you executing your plan and not competing, comparing yourselves to others because training is messy so that you can have your performance on race day. All right, final break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, so talking about the Bay State Marathon, a race report did it two days ago. Still sore, still feeling good, though. Beaten up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. You know, I have the last, this is my last hard week of training. I'm going to do a two-week taper. For those of you who don't know, usually it's three to four weeks for these big races for many people, but you decrease your training three to four weeks out, and then each week you do a little bit less and a little bit less so that you are fresh for race day. Many people screw it up, and they do too much, and they try to cram training in. And you know what? It's, it's an experiment of one. And the more you do, the more you figure out, and maybe the shorter the taper can be. But for me, it's going to be a two-week taper. So one more big week of training. But that goes to this race too, by the way. When I talk about being a training day, I did not taper down for the race. Most people do it for the marathon, right? So four weeks out from this marathon, they would have done less and less and less. So they were fresh for race day. I didn't do it because it's part of my training. So I can't expect my body to go as fast as I wanted to. And I have to be okay with that. And I am. Because I'm not running against those people there that day. I'm actually using them to motivate me to be out there on this gorgeous day. It ended up being perfect again, just like the Vermont race. No excuses with weather. Amazing October Northeast, 50 degrees at the start. A little chilly, but that's what you want. And so, as I talked about packing before, you bring everything, you look at the weather just for uh, ideas about what I'm going to need as far as packing, but I don't care if it rains, I don't care if it's hot or cold, I am prepared. And everyone that day will be dealing with the same thing. So I never am concerned complaining about the weather, I'm prepared for it, and I've trained in it. All right, but getting it all in one backpack, that can be challenging, but I also love that. And not only do I have the clothing, but I have that nutrition, as I talked about. I could have brought a bigger bag, but no need. All right, so trip went awesome. Jersey, hockey, watched my son play hockey. Jumped in the car, drove up to Connecticut, jumped on Amtrak, got to Boston, jumped in an Uber, got to the hotel. 
asked the front desk, best Italian restaurants that delivered, gave me a couple menus. And again, Uber Eats was an option. I found a really simple, I think it was Bertucci's. <laughs> Usually don't throw out, you know, names, brands, but hey, it was good. I got, you know, spaghetti and meatballs and bread, good to go. Perfect. Hotel room, by the way, from one Marriott to the next. Hockey to, you know, this race. But let me say this too, as I talk about like, topic for another day, but I spend the least amount of time away from home, even with these races, even when I go to places like New Zealand and China and South Korea, people will say, well, you're going to stay for 10, 14 days. No, I stay just long enough to race, get a sense of where I am, not be ridiculously stupid about in and out, but I'm going to travel to a lot of places and have over the decades. And I, I family comes first part of my job, but I'm out as soon as I can. I'll talk about that at the end of this. All right. So get to the hotel, order that spaghetti and meatballs, bread, boom, comes, awesome, carb up. Now, I also have that powder I talked about, and it's about, that's not about, it's 200 calories for two scoops, straight carbs. Now, I used to have this in drinks. They used to have it in a pre-made drink years ago. Secret to my success. Shipped it all over the world in those bottles. When I shipped it to China, they got confiscated. That was a lesson learned. And I had no race nutrition or pre-race nutrition. And now it's in a powder form. They don't make it in the drink form, which is fine. Actually, almost easier. It's, it is easier. So I fill up a water bottle with 600 calories worth. It's a little thick, but I sip on that. So I had my dinner. Then I put that water bottle by my bed because I tend to wake up in the middle of the night, as I've talked about. If I'm home, I go downstairs and raid the cookie cabinet. But don't and don't want to have that option in the hotel room, and I want to carb up as much as possible. So in the middle of the night, I wake up a couple times, boom, I take some big drinks off of that Carbo Force water bottle, and now I've got even more carbs in my body because that's our energy, people, our preferred energy source. I'm not going to get into the whole fat thing either. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. The other essential thing for me, for all of you, is I controlled everything I could the night before, what I was going to wear, the coffee ready to go in the coffee maker, water in the coffee maker, my oatmeal in the cup I bring with me, water ready to go for that. Everything that I needed was out and ready to go. Everything. I'm not going to forget anything. And I'm making it as easy as possible. So when I wake up at 545 in the morning, I'm good to go. All right. Woke up. I like to shower, coffee, oatmeal, about 400 calories of oatmeal. I don't want much in my stomach. And I will drink some more of that Carbo Force, a couple hundred more calories. I'm good to go. I want it to be as plain as possible, plain oatmeal, and a little bit of protein powder mixed in as well. And that Carbo Force. I don't want a lot in my GI tract when I'm doing a race. Okay. And this is something you experiment with. The hardest book I've written was my sports nutrition book, Swim, Bike, Run, Eat, because there is so much individuality to all of this. But carb is a carb, protein, fats. Those all have purposes and uses, and so that's what we need to know. All right? First mistake. I have three mistakes. Always going to tell you my mistakes. So 545, get up. Good to go at 615. I wazed out. I'm only about 12 minutes from the uh, race start, which is at University of Lowell, Massachusetts. Really close. Booked the hotel for that reason. And I thought, I'm going to get Uber. And 12 minutes, let's make it 15. Race starts at 8. I'm going to get there around 7. And I have an hour to pick up my bib number, which is rare that you can pick it up at a race the morning of, which is awesome, small race, and gave myself plenty of time, which was good. 
because I'm in Lowell, Massachusetts at five in the morning when I ping Uber, searching for driver, searching for driver, searching for driver, five minutes later, searching for driver. Now, plan B, go to the front desk, call a taxi. How long is that going to take? Long story short, finally, Mark, my Uber driver, picks up and I'm good to go. But that was a mistake. Luckily, I gave myself enough time, which is so cliche, <laughs> but it's not a matter of if, but when things will go wrong. Ironman, triathlons, bikes, bike tires exploding, you forget things, so many things. Not a matter of if, but when. So you build that in. But first mistake, assuming that I could get an Uber uh, driver right away, but it was fine. I said his name was Mark. One of the coolest things for me about traveling, whether it's two places like South Korea with, you know, Ironman people there, and you meet the coolest people, not only racing, but along the way. And Mark, my Uber driver from Lowell, what a perfect start to the day, giving me the history of the race and the history of Lowell and how great the, the marathon was for the community. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Then I get to the race event site, University of Lowell, smartest place for a race to have the bib number pickup inside the arena where they have the hockey and basketball. Huge place, warm, not that it was that cold out, and lots of bathrooms which anyone who's raced knows is the most crucial thing before a long endurance event. And I met a guy named Tom, and he was 79, and we talked and talked. He was a streaker. For those of you who don't know what a streaker is, it's someone who has run every day. And he, there's different rules for streaking. <laughs> it's not the streaking, you know, naked running. No, this is running every day. And he said, you know, some people have to have a minimum of a mile, but a mile is enough. No, he said he was three miles, had to be a minimum of three. And he had run a minimum of three miles a day every day for well over 15 years. He had been hit by a car and that had slowed him down, but had it not, crazy. And he said that he also traveled, was trying to do a marathon in every state before he got hit. And he said if he ran a marathon and knew that he was going to be traveling and unable to run because he'd be on a plane or in cars and things like that, he would set his alarm clock for 12.01 a.m., and get up and run his three miles. Now, many of you will say that's crazy. Little, little nutty for me, even though I'm sure many people will think of what I do as nutty. It's all relative. Topic for another day as well. But he had run a 340 at the Boston Marathon at age 72, the year of the bombing. 72, 340. Shocking to me. I'm going to take my days off. I'm going to cross train. But amazing, an amazing experience. What a pleasure to meet this guy and talk shop. All right. Okay. Race itself. Perfect weather, as I said. Small. Coolest thing about these small races is picked up my bib number morning of, unheard of. Usually it's the day before. I am a thousand yards from the race start. So I could stay in that arena till 745, walk out. I'm right there for the eight o'clock start. And as I said about the bathrooms, and this sounds so, like, again, insignificant. Not only are there bathrooms inside, but I went to one side of the arena, and there was a, a line. Not really long, but a line for, you know, the stalls and the urinal, whatever. There's a line for the bathroom. I thought, there's got to be bathrooms on the other side, too. And this was on the right side. Most people go right. I went left. 
Sure enough, same arena, literally two minutes away, maybe a minute walking, wide open bathroom pretty much. And then when you walked outside, that's where they had the porta potties, the hundred, you know, line of porta potties. Hundred people in line, ten minutes before the race. If they just walked inside that arena, ask someone, I ask people who look like they've done it before, and they will tell you. So just a small yet such important lesson that don't just follow the the crowd. There's oftentimes solutions right around the corner. Right around the corner. And that may be a bathroom, which is so helpful. Um, gun goes off. I'm right with the 340. There was pace groups. And I don't care how fast I go, people. This is a training day. Truthfully, my goal is to keep my heart rate low, to go slowly. Because as I said, I have an Ironman in three weeks. If I go too fast, I'm going to pay on race day. And I've watched this. So many people, when I did the local races, do the local races as training days, the younger guys especially go hard every race because of ego. And then when race day comes, they don't have the performance they want. And what do they often do? They blame something else because they went too hard because they left their best race in training thanks to ego. And this is a huge lesson for life. This is a huge lesson for getting better at anything. It has to be messy and you have to not be perfect and you have to go slower to go faster, to get better. And that doesn't just apply to fitness, it applies to everything. You got to make mistakes. You got to try things that are challenging. You have to screw up. And so for this race, I just went slowly. I did a walk break every mile and every aid station, 10 to 30 seconds. Now, I will do this and have done it, as I've talked about in my podcast, Why You Should Run Walk, even when I go fast. But this is about getting the training in and not beating up my legs, going the distance, but going slowly enough. And so walk breaks every mile, which is great. I don't run 26 miles. I run one mile 26 times. And when you chunk it that way, anything is possible. 50K, 50 miles. You don't run 50 miles. You're actually just in the moment. And so probably stop six times for porta potty stops as well. Mistake number two. <laughs> I go into a porta potty and there's a shelf that I've never really seen kind of in a porta potty. And I'm carrying my phone with music and I put the phone up on that shelf and I look down for one second, I hear a loud thump. I go, oh my gosh. And I look down and my phone is teetering on the side of the toilet. Had that fallen in, no Uber home, no digital train ticket on Amtrak. I, I, I haven't been that frightened <laughs> in a very long time. Don't put your phone up high in a porta potty. Second lesson learned. Simple one. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it didn't go where it could have. All right. So there you go. Second lesson learned. These are small lessons, but really crucial ones, people. Again, learn from my mistakes. Uh, the entire time I'm running, I'm doing body checks. How do I feel? And when I feel good, which I did, now little aches and pains and things got tight. But I felt good. And then you appreciate that. And you internalize that. And you say, you, you, you are grateful. 
And every mile that you progress in the race, you're grateful. And here is what I have in red in my notes for this podcast. Endurance racing teaches you one of the greatest lessons that no matter how maybe bad you feel in the moment, if you're open to the possibility that you can feel better hours later, it almost always happens. So you stay in the moment, you take your focus off of that pain, and the most incredible lesson you learn is, because it's counterintuitive people, you go, how can I possibly, I have more to go. If I have a really tight hamstring at mile eight, it can only get worse, right? Absolutely not. And that takes so much training and so much experience. And this is why you get outside your comfort zone. And it goes for everything. Emotional, physical, the way you feel in that moment is not how you are going to feel later, even when there's so much ahead of you that you think can only make it worse. But you have to be open to that possibility and I like to say inevitability. And one of my mantras in my head that I have used for decades is, as the race gets longer, I get stronger. And I repeat it over and over, swim, bike, and run for triathlons. As the race gets longer, I get stronger. And I usually wait till the run. It's the final thing. And I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> things are starting to go wrong. But I know that those things that are going wrong will be right. And something else will go wrong. And it will, it will constantly move. So in other words, you have that hamstring pain, goes away. All of a sudden, your Achilles starts to hurt. You go, okay, focus. Achilles goes away. And you get a little cramp. Abdominal cramp goes away. You keep moving forward. And you focus on being in the moment. All right, third mistake. I didn't actually bring gels. Now, I did the carbon up and everything, but I generally have three or four gels different ways I take them in. I didn't bring them. And I assumed, which you never do, that I could get them on the course. I ended up being able to do that. So they had one aid station that was giving out gels. It was mile eight of a two-lap course, so that was okay. But before I even got there, I saw a guy just randomly handing out a gel. He gave one to a person along the way. I wasn't sure if it was a friend or not, but as I was running by, I said, do you have another? Reached into his pocket, and he threw one to me. And then I hit that aid station. I grabbed a couple more. Mistake. And that was actually just, I packed a lot and I just forgot. So not good because if I fell behind with that, that's a problem. But I drank Gatorade or whatever the drink was at every aid station, minimum of two. Now, not going to get into the whole Gatorade thing, people, but fluids, electrolytes, carbohydrates, energy, fluids, electrolytes, really important. All right. But that was third mistake. Okay. Forgot the gels. Luckily, figured it out. I would have just had to take in way more carbohydrate through the liquid, and I found that that doesn't generally do it for me. It can't take in enough that way, uh, and you're going to oftentimes have GI stress. All right, let's start wrapping this up. So was amazed at how good I felt, even though this was a fast group, people. Holy cow. I didn't say that. When I looked out, when I was talking to Tom, the 79-year-old, and looking at the people walking and picking up their bib numbers and milling about, I said to him, this is the fittest group I have seen at a marathon, especially a smaller marathon like this. Like there was, 
it was just super fit. And a lot of these people are there to qualify for Boston, to use it as, as that race. And so when I was doing my walk breaks and everything, people were passing me by. But it's okay. I don't care. It's not my goal race. And if I were to run as hard as I could and try to run my fastest, best marathon that day, that Ironman is done. You know, stupid enough for most people to schedule a marathon in. Now I know, I actually I take it back. I don't know <laughs> that it's, it's going to work out. I, I have a good feeling and my past history and my training and it's always a chance and I'm always experimenting. But I, I do know that if I went too fast, that's no good. All right, so. Felt good, felt good enough and was always just checking my heart rate. Don't care how fast I was going. It was always about keeping the heart rate under 130 and I averaged 128 the entire marathon. So goal achieved. And the last two miles though, I saw that, hey, I got a chance of like, you know, making it right around 345, 348 with a handful of miles to go. So I said, I'm going to pick it up a tiny bit. And I was shocked that I had that. But also not shocked because I had gone conservatively. I had put in a lot of training. But again, I didn't taper down. So, yeah, I picked it up for the last two miles. And I ran a 348. Which, you know, for some is amazing. For others is slow. For me, it was perfect for race day. For my goals, that was perfect. All right? And amazing. Now, let me throw in a fourth mistake. Finished the race. Felt great. You know, legs got a tiny bit tired about mile 18, but felt better at mile 24. I was open to that, as I said. Final mistake is I cut it super close with the hotel and uh, <laughs> late checkout and, and my Amtrak train home. Not going to bore you with all the details, but suffice it to say that Uber couldn't get to me because of all the road closures. So Uber was my major issue. <laughs> Not a big deal. Race is over. I don't care. And that's another thing. You let this stuff go. I have never missed a flight in my life, even the amount of times I've traveled. I've traveled like crazy for work and racing. Uh, I missed my train. Just barely. By seconds. And I, I did a whole host of things to, to try to make it. But when I finally got in, finally got an Uber, which was crazy. I had to run and go to a bunch of different spots just to finally get it. But I didn't stress. I'm like, you know what? There'll be another train behind it. And in the time I had to kill, at about an hour after I missed the train, I went out and I refueled. So this is where I'm going to leave you. It's the little things, people, that go so far. I've learned this for myself and with my clients over the years. So walking around Boston, trying to find food, Sunday, not a lot open in that businessy district. It's Taco Bell, though. It's a lot of fast food, McDonald's. But I found some healthy, look to be, you know, a chain salad type place and got an enormous salad. Not what I was craving, but it's the little things that go so far. I rehydrated. I ate this enormous salad. I had a whole nother bottle of CarboForce, put more carbs back into my body. Got on the train, went to the bar car. They had wine and beer. I haven't had a lot. I'm not all or nothing. I've had some, but dropping the weight, as I said, and how I've lost 31 pounds for the race and counting. I cut back on my red wine and cut it out, but cut way back. But work hard, play hard, life is short, but not in the train ride. I needed to refuel, needed to give my body what it needed to rest, to stretch, to move around. 
and to replace because I got a couple more weeks of training and a big race coming up. So yeah, I was craving fat and sugar. And after the race, my A race, the Ironman, I'll eat whatever I darn please, but not yet. Delayed gratification. Huge salad. Didn't even have the dressing I wanted. Really bummed. <laughs> Wasn't hugely satisfied, but it was. You know why it was? Because I know how good it was for me and for my goals. And it's all those little things that my most successful clients when I was a trainer, they did all these things too. And it seems insignificant. And it's a control thing on one hand. So, you know, it's psychological, but it's also incredibly physiological, obviously. And guess what? Incredible train ride home, read that book, prepared for that interview, reading all about getting outside your comfort zone. And I had wine that night when I got home. And then the legs felt good enough and hour-long bike the next day. And so there you have it. Takeaways from this, it's whatever you want, obviously. It's whatever resonates with you and whatever questions you had and whatever methods and things you want to implement. But this applies to everyone, regardless of if you compete in anything. It's setting goals. It's challenging yourself. It's knowing that you're going to have all these excuses thrown in your way. Relatively, you can go, oh, this came up. I can't do it because. There's always a way around it. There's always another bathroom. <laughs> There's always. <laughs> got to look. Got to ask. Got to be open. And that in bold red font takeaway that I said is, is just crucial. And it's a huge part of my entire philosophy. You have to be open to no matter how you feel at the moment, be in the moment, use all the psychological tools that I talk about in the other podcasts, self-talk, things like that, to get through those moments and know that you can not only feel better, but incredible when you don't think you have a, a shot because there's more ahead of you and it's supposed to fatigue you and make it worse. Nope. All right. And get excited, by the way, for that podcast with Michael Easter, author of The Comfort Zone. It's all about challenge and how that's what we were born to do. And it's why when you actually study it, and he's going to bring the science, gosh, I love this stuff, you'll be happier. You're not happier sitting on the couch. You're not happier indulging all the time. And it's not about deprivation. And it's not about suffering all the time. It's about choosing to suffer, though. Because there is incredible confidence and happiness that comes from that. Thank you for listening. If you haven't yet followed the show, please do so. If you can comment, rate it, that's always greatly appreciated. Again, if you want to reach out, go to fitnessdisrupted.com. You can go to Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. Comments, questions, love to hear from you. Tom H. Fit, Instagram and Twitter, fitnessdisrupted.com. The newest book is the Micro Workout Plan. If you're looking for truly those short workouts and all the science behind the cardio and everything I talk about here, what I have done for years, why at 52 I can do all of these things, it's the Micro Workout Plan, people. I do everything that I talk to you about. 
because I want you to have what I have, which is the ability to feel good all the time and to not deprive yourself and to live your longest, happiest, healthiest life. Because we control three things, how much we move, what we put into our mouths and our attitudes. That's awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.